Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Hey guys, it's me, Christina. Um, living in Virginia, born and raised in Michigan. But I just want to thank you guys for being so awesome. You make my drive to work and back so much better. Um, and yeah, the douchebags, we can work with those. Keep on with the work that you want to use and feel comfortable with. However, don't be afraid to be yourself. Thank you guys for all of the information that you give us all. And just keep on rocking out, man. All right, most out. Bye. Keep on rocking out, Charity. I love that. I do, too, because I was just in Michigan not too long yes, ago. Yes, you were. And one of my favorite places on earth is Virginia, because I remember going down to Virginia Beach, like a total cliche, like where all the guys from New England go. I went to Virginia. Where'd yep. you go? Virginia Beach. That's where we all go. Yep. So beautiful. Fell in love with it. They had that big, like, sea serpent sculpture that was, like, right on the beach. Really? Like, oh, it's super cool. It's that almost cool. like a... Like a Zeus in a way, or Poseidon, it must be like Poseidon or something. I don't know. Probably. I'm letting my my non knowledge of you know maritime activities in Virginia go up, and go Mark, about here. And Mark, guess what? What she wants us to be ourselves. Absolutely, our weird selves that we are. That's us, Mark. Charity's doing her buck teeth. Yeah, that's Mark's favorite face that I make. Not really. Charity will look at me and says, "Do I look cute in this?" And then she goes. With her like weird, like, I wish I could describe the face, but no, I'm just like, yeah, put I it say, away. I know I say to him, would you still be friends with me if I looked like this? And what do and I, I tell you? The, and I make the face. I'm like, no. Yes, <laughs> would, you would. You would just probably put a bag over my head or something. It's fine. I just wouldn't bring you out in public. I'd follow you around and be like, Mark, be my friend. Will you be my friend? Yep, I would. Oh, what's that guy they lock in the basement of the Goonies? 
Oh, uh, Sloth. Isn't yeah. it Sloth? I love him. That, that would be like Rocky would be like. Rocky Road. <laughs> hey, you guys. Charity would run after me. Hey, you Mark. I would with my lock teeth that I'd make. Oh, my God. I'll have to show the creeps thing. that face on a live. We'll do it on point. a live. That's for sure. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Where can you find these so-called lives that we talk about? Well, that's on Facebook, of course. So you want to follow the show on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Case Watch Podcast. Twitter, Case Watch Pod. Go ahead and follow Charity and I on Instagram. She is at Charity underscore Case Watch. And I am at not Mark B. The text and voicemail line is 603 212 4,600. Let's roll right in. What do you got for me today there, Charity? Well, Mark, as I like to do, I like to slightly change the the names of these segments. Okay. So I have some more weird-ass laws around the world. Sometimes oh, I add stuff. I like that. Sometimes I take it away. These are just really good. I just, I can't, I don't know. This is like a new fave for me, I think. All right, let's hear it. Okay. Are you ever just having a bad day? Every day. Got a bad coffee, started out late for work. Every day. Or worse, you didn't have time to listen to the newest episode of Case Watch. Yeah, that really stinks. Yeah. On these days, you might not feel much like smiling, right? I never feel like smiling. Well, that wouldn't fly in Milan, Italy. It is actually required by law to smile. No matter what your mood, you must flash a smile when you are in public. Do you know something that usually does not bode well? What? You know you have these women in your life that do not smile. Yes. Do you know what you do? What? Go say, smile. Yes. Yes. Or if someone's having a bad day, yep. just like, just smile. Just smile. It usually goes well. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, that goes as well as if when you're really upset, someone says, everything's fine. Just calm down. Calm oh down. God, that helps. Does that help? It, it's, you want to take the face and like bash yeah. Calm down. It's like what actually the most unhelpful thing. Really is. Mm -hmm. There are a few exemptions to this smile rule. You are not required to smile at funerals. If you work at a hospital or if you are by the bedside of a sick family member, I guess a sick friend wouldn't count. I don't know. Yes. Smile away. <laughs> this law was made in Austro-Hungarian times, but has never been repealed over the years. So if you are ever in Milan, look happy or you might have to pay a fine. I love it. That's a good too. one. I know. Okay, let's move on. In Scotland, you must let anyone that knocks on your door needing to use the bathroom use your toilet. Oh, boy. Anyone, guys. Who cares if they might be wanting to rob you or kidnap you for, for ransom? Or use a toilet like me. You do not want me using your toilet. Or what if they are sick and it's an emergency? You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Been there. What if they blow? up your bathroom or stay in there a really, really long time. Do you knock? <laughs> I'm a classic, like 45 minute bathroom guy. Are you on the, are you on your phone? While I you're in certainly there? am. Yes. So I like do my research for case watch most of the time. <laughs> oh my God. Well, he's sitting on the John. Oh yeah. Hey, Kristen, listen to this one. This is funny. Oh my, do you get a little ring around your bum? I do. Oh. I get up and I'm like, oh, my neck, my back. Oh, I can't move. Yeah, it's not the most comfortable place to sit. <laughs> but I spend most of my time in there. Yeah. My best work happens in that room. I, you know what, Mark? I'm really happy that you shared that with us. Thank you. I think you. everybody's does. Yeah. They just don't want to admit it. Yeah. So anyways, guys, if you're in Scotland and you gotta go, just a knock, knock, knock. And you'll go in and go. I love that. Right? That's I thought that was a really interesting one. Really. Okay. In Arizona... It's illegal to have your pet donkey 
or anyone's pet donkey sleep in your bathtub after 7 p.m. All right. So like we have said before. Oh, just wait. I, I explain why. I know. But <laughs> this is like one of those times where you see on your coffee cup, like content's hot. Like what happened, Charity? I have to know. Well, hold on. First of all, I'm a little upset because now if I travel to Arizona, I'm going to have to leave my service donkey at home. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Can't bring him along. Nope. And he's really cute. Guys, just kidding. Obviously, I don't have a donkey. Well, not obviously. People may. There are people who do have donkeys. <laughs> Anyways, this All right, law, so I wasn't going to talk about this, but I will. Oh, God. So when I was flying back from Detroit the second time. Yeah. Somebody had a service pig. That's amazing. The plane with them. Was it a little pig or it a was, big pig? It was a little pig. Was it like a dwarf pig, do you think? I don't know. It, it was, I'll be honest, it was super cute. Because little tiny cute pigs turn into those big ass pot belly pigs. They who do. Was, who I still think is cute and they make those cute little noises. I mean, everybody's seen Charlotte's Web. I know. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to sidetrack you, but that's what I'm good for. That's amazing though. I like that. That is. This law was made back in 1924. A man allowed a donkey to sleep in his bathtub while the town flooded. I'm sure he didn't realize there was going to be a flood and the donkey probably just wanted to get some shut eye. Oh, no. Anyway, the donkey was washed a mile down the valley and the locals came together to rescue him. Oh, my God. This caused a ton of manpower to be used and it took lots of time. They did, however, Mark, save the donkey's life. The no donkey in the bathtub law was passed shortly after this debacle. No one wanted to go through that again. That's amazing. After 7 p.m. Yep. But what if you, all right, what if there's a flood at 645? Hey, it's all good in the hood. <laughs> your donkey can still be in your tub. Yeah. Hey, sorry, donkey. It wasn't seven o'clock. I, I, don't I mean, I have more questions, so but fun. this is just too funny to just even imagine. Yeah. Oh, this one's a good one. Mark, did you know, or I'm sure you do know, that some people really enjoy walking around Commando? Do you know yeah, what Commando is? Oh, you do? Okay. I more prefer to walk around Porky Pig. Oh, Porky Pig in it? Yep. Yeah, we learned about that. You guys, if you yep. want to know what that is, go back and listen. <laughs> yep, that's me. So, Commando me simply means you aren't wearing any underwear underneath your clothing. Which I'm not a fan of. Yeah, that could, like, yeah. Some pants are not very comfortable. I know, not to like to turn this into a weird like side discussion, but oh, you'll hear some those. some women say like, guess what? I'm not wearing any underwear. And it's like, ew, go put some on. Yeah. That's gross. I'm commando. That's not, that's not attractive or sexy in any shape or form. Like, well, you thought it was with um, uh, basic instinct. Well, she was, in a, she was in a dress. Oh, that's, that's not different. pants. Okay. Oh, so it's okay to be commando if you're in a skirt or a dress. Yeah, I prefer you still, you know, cover up the prize, but go ahead. Cover up the prize. You're allowed in those, oh but God. oh, like things. Yeah. Like, come on now. Well, Thailand agrees with you because in Thailand, it is illegal for anyone to leave their house without wearing any underwear. I have some questions. <laughs> yes. How would they know? Okay. First off, do they have authorities walking around checking for panty lines or undies showing above someone's pants? Can you like stop someone and ask if you have underwear on? Like, how do they know you're not wearing underwear? I volunteer for that position. Oh, hey, Thailand, contact Mark from K's Watch. I will be the federal investigator <gasps> what could of you, underwear. What? All right. Federal F I O U. 
Sure. <laughs> I think we can give you a better name than that, though. We'll let the other, we'll let the creeps come up with a name. Send those uh, suggestions at info at casewatchpodcast.com. What's my new title for the underwear investigator? <laughs> These ones are going to be good. I love it. I have one more. Okay. Adultery is illegal in Maryland. Should be illegal everywhere. If you cheat on your husband or wife, you better be careful not to get caught because it is a criminal offense. Both adultery and bigamy are considered crimes against a marriage. Luckily for Maryland residents, it would be very rare to be prosecuted for such crimes. What's bigamy? Bigamy is being married to more than one person. Oh, a bigamist. Oh, my God. I'm so stupid. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's okay. Take my crime card away. This is ridiculous. No, it's okay, Mark. It's actually only considered a misdemeanor, though, and offenders could be subject to guess how much of a fine? $2. $2. Close. $10. 10 bucks. Yeah. So you could like cheat ah. on your significant other and have to pay $10. Thought that was interesting. You pay more at the bar to find the person you're cheating on than you would for the fine. And buying the drinks. I know. Guys, don't be cheaters. Yeah. Don't be cheaters. We don't like cheaters. Charity, guess what? What? Meow. <gasps> it's time for best of the week. Is that what we're going to use for best of the week? I'm going like to use it. that for anything. I'll be like, Charity, guess what time it is? <laughs> meow. I do love that meow. Uh, Joe Allen wanted to thank Charity Case Watch for the recommendation to watch the documentary 77 minutes. So she wants to say thank you. Danelle says, think of a number between 0 and 20. Add 40 to it. Multiply by 2. Subtract 3. Now close your eyes. It's dark, isn't it? <laughs> like, oh my God. I I love these creeps. Danelle also posts the difference between a smoker and a non-smoker. And this has been sent to me by like five creeps in this group now personally. Guys, I quit smoking like four years ago. So the banana is big. (laughs) We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Shouldn't we get Kristen on here? Sure. Uh, Dodie posted a funny one of the cat sitting in a waiting room. And they got a notice above it that says, notice regarding the cat. We are aware that the cat is frequently in the healthcare center, and we do all we can do to remove it, but it comes back every time there's an opportunity to do so. Please do not touch the cat, and if you do, do so at your own risk. That's amazing. The cat knows who's boss. Absolutely. Most cats do, I have to say. Uh, Zachariah posted, I'm just going to leave this here, and it's a Girl Scout selling cookies in front of a weed shop. Oh, that she was sold good. 117 boxes in two hours. Um, that's actually Zachary. But he did inform me. What did I say? Zachariah. I'm sorry. I knew it's Zachary. But he did inform me via messenger that we can call him Zach. What's up, Zach? Yeah. So I thought Walter posted burning sage and you pass out because you're the evil spirit. I thought about that when you were outside of the studio burning the stage. Guys, we're not joking. I literally sage myself. She really did. Tara Compton posted a funny one. I, I don't know who this guy is, but. I've seen this meme before where the guy's like looking at his watch and then he's sitting oh, down Bean. and then laying down. That That's Mr. who Bean? it is. Okay. Waiting for the next episode of your favorite podcast feels like. And she's like, I miss you guys so much. I need more market charity in my life. Aw. That's funny because Kristen needs a heck of a lot less Mark in her life. Ma- Mark, <laughs> Mark was apparently a little feisty this week, guys. Yeah. Feisty. Does not say the name. At least you're it. self-aware. Uh, Lisa says, just listening to episode 58, what's your porn name? Mine would be Marie Snowball. Love it. I do like that one. 
Oh, boy. To finish it out, I'll just post the first ones that I see. And it's from my girl from down under, Zoe. What's up, Zoe? Hi, Zoe. Mark Baudry, as soon as you mentioned the movie, I knew it. Billy Madison was the one where he was crossing the names off. Yes. We got sent that, I would say, about 67,000 times. Yep. I can't believe that I forgot that one. I know. Let's get one more just just because we're us. Okay. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Liz says, hey, Charity, it's my birthday month, too. Sorry, Mark, just had to. Loved that. And I just made sure I posted the rolly eyes. Yes. I was like, I love that. All right, Charity, what do you have for us today? I have, Mark, a wild case about a very sick person. All right. Well, take away the wild case with that very sick person. Okay. His name is Carl Panzram, and I have heard of him before. I don't know if you have. I have not. Um, yeah, I'm just going to get into it. Let's do it. Carl Panzram was born on June 28, 1891 in East Grand Forks, Minnesota. He was the youngest of seven children born to Prussian immigrants, Johann, quote unquote, went by John, and Matilda Elizabeth, quote unquote, Lizzie Panzram. Lizzie was in her 40s when she had Carl, and she was less than happy to have another mouth to feed. To say that Carl was unwanted was an understatement. That's always nice. Right? Lizzie was suffering from menopause, and neither parent had time for the kids they already had. The couple owned a low-functioning farm, and it was said to be in a very rural area. They were very rough on their children. In fact, all the children were expected to work on the farm. You know, because... Why hire help when you have children? Free right, labor. Free. I didn't have to go get a soda or throw something in the trash for about 16 years. It was wonderful. Yeah. It's something to be said about child labor, right? That's why you had multiple. So once one got too old, you're like, hey, next one That's in line. Right. Do it up. This was until a law was passed that said it was illegal for parents to not send their children to school. This law really pissed off John and Lizzie. Probably pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> so they decided it was a good idea to make their children work after school and through the night, allowing for only two hours of sleep. That's uh They're amazing. That's great. Yeah. Carl has said that his siblings and his parents had disdain for him, and he suffered many punishments. He sometimes wouldn't be given any food or even chained up. Carl was said to be kind of a sickly kid. 
He was never brought to a doctor or hospital because the family had no money. So they just hoped he would get over his ailments on his own. Lovely, right? That's great. At one point, the young boy had a horrible ear infection. This was, of course, ignored by the family. And, you know, ear infections just go away on their own, right, Mark? I didn't think they did. Yeah. Well, they, the family did. They thought they went away on their own. Or maybe it's just the same one that kept coming back. Yeah. The infection got worse and spread to the back of his skull. The pain was unbearable and the infection likely, likely already caused some brain damage. Still, he wasn't taken to the hospital. Instead, Mark, Carl was laid on a table and held down by his siblings. Then a sharp tool that had not been sanitized was poked deep into his ear to try and release the infection. Are you serious? This poor kid. Yes. Oh, my God. Some places I read that it was his father that performed this procedure that had been performed on the farm animals at times. And in other places, it said it was his mother who did it. Regardless, the pain was horrific and the procedure only made the infection spread more. It even caused damage to his frontal lobe. So apparently when a farm animal would get sick or something because they didn't have any money, they would remedy it on their own and they had tools they would use and whatever. So they treated him like a farm animal. You're making me feel bad for this guy, and I know what you're going to do. You're going to do the same thing you do every time where after it's like, and then he murdered 18,000 people. And I'm like, and I felt bad for him, and I was saying, such a poor soul. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. I know it. I love it when Mark is like, when I, I read the beginning of these things, and Mark is like, oh, my God, that's horrible. Oh, my God, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. And then like by the next episode, he's like, that person's horrible. Because yeah. it doesn't change that it, it's sad when they're abused as kids, but, you know. Yeah, it really goes to show that I really don't know who you're going to cover from case to case. That's how I like it. That's how she rolls. That's how I roll. His hypothalamus. His was, what? His hypothalamus was also damaged. This is found near the base of the brain and controls sexual arousal and emotions. Mine might be broken, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, my God. What are you doing? I, this is what I deal with, people. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> oh, we're leaving this all are you in. Gonna leave my coughing in. Oh, it's great because I I made you laugh and cough. Oh. At this point, Lizzie and John had no choice but to take little Carl to the hospital, where he had to stay for weeks. So dumbasses, you you ended up taking him to the doctors anyways because you damaged him even more. They probably smacked him when he got home. He's like, you did you hit me? Dumbass, you hit just my... made us cost more money. I did hear you I smack yourself. I just got yourself. mad. I was like. He was left deaf in that ear. His father was said to be very religious and an alcoholic. Not a good mix at all. We hear this Those a lot. Those are not good. And it's, it's they're together. It's kind of the whole, you know, live for God, do this, do that. But they are doing the complete opposite and they feel like it's okay because they are religious. I don't know. Do as I say, not as I do. Kind of, yeah. He took out any anger or aggression on his wife and children. Lizzie didn't beat the children, just pretty much completely ignored them, especially unwanted Carl. There was no affection in the home, only beatings when one of the children did something to anger the man. It was a very hateful atmosphere from the very start. Those are two completely different bad things that they're doing because every kid wants affection. Absolutely. And craves it and needs it. And, should and they it. might actually almost feel like sometimes getting beat is some sort of affection. Which is so sad. Which really messes with the yeah. wiring of these kids. Mm-hmm. When Carl was around eight years old, his father left the family. Good. Goodbye. It, it was too much of an expense back then to get a divorce, so John just figured he would take off. Nice. 
Three of the older boys also left the farm around the same time. Lizzie was left by herself to take care of the farm, if that's what you want to call it. It was mostly full of dirt. So, like, this farm was, like, a piece of not good. It just, it was dirt. There was, like, some, you know, unhealthy farm animals on it. It was not really, like, a working farm. Hmm. She also was the only parent to care for the remaining children. It was also around this time that Carl was arrested. Can you imagine an eight-year-old being arrested for being drunk and disorderly? Wait, what? Yep. Really? At eight years old, he was arrested for being drunk and disorderly. My God. Isn't that crazy? That is nuts. He continued and broke into a neighbor's house and stole food, jewelry, and a gun. Wow. Yeah. His older siblings found out and beat him until he was unconscious. So this poor kid, I'm sorry, like, uh, he's he's not had a good start. Yeah, but he, if you're going to be drunk and disorderly and steal a gun, like, yeah, that's I know, not but, good. but think of it. At this point, he already likely already has brain damage. True. He had, he had, he's deaf in one ear. He has been horribly abused. You know what I mean? He, this is all he knows. I'm going to, ready, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, he's a scumbag. Stop trying to make me feel bad for him. No, I like to make you feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad for the little version of him. I do too, because it may have molded the psycho version of him to come. Yep. Instead of this beating by his siblings dissuading the young boy from stealing, all it did was feed his desire to continue. Yeah, it probably gave him some sort of like somebody's paying attention to me. Yep. Carl's behavior continued to get worse and worse, and he kept committing a series of petty crimes. Lizzie certainly couldn't control her youngest son, nor did she care to. She must have been happy that when he was 12, the court sent him to the Minnesota State Training School. Oh, boy. This was sort of described as a juvenile detention center of the early 1900s. <laughs> this, this was an evil place where Carl learned many things, many things that would fuel him in his future endeavors. George Mann was the manager of the school and a very messed up dude. He had heard about the 12-year-old boy and knew he was likely one of the worst to attend. Carl was brought to George Mann's office upon arrival. In his own words, this is what took place. He examined my penis and rectum. Uh, what? Asking me if I had ever committed fornication or sodomy or had ever had sodomy committed to me, on me or if I had ever masturbated. He explained in every detail and very thoroughly just what he meant by those things. That began my education. I have learned a little more since. Right there and then, I began to learn about man's inhumanity towards man. Lovely. Hmm. I have questions. This asshat became the head of a boys' school for underage criminals just so he could sexually abuse them. Yeah. Like, that is... Ugh, come on, man. What a it, that makes me so angry. There was not only sexual abuse at this school by adults and other older kids... But there was also severe abuse. Many times, the boys would be stripped naked and sprayed with a fire hose until they were bruised all over. Wow. This school believed that punishments of beatings, emotional abuse, and other types of horrible abuses would keep a person from committing a crime. So yeah, that they doesn't thought, work that way. They basically thought, we're going to make it so horrible for you in here that you're never going to want to return. Yeah, so that's like telling your kid, if you make a peep, what's the first thing they're going to do? Yep. Peep. Well, it's like telling Charity to be quiet. Yeah, I don't even bother anymore. <laughs> In Carl's case, this had the exact opposite effect. Yeah. He took his beatings, not saying a word, no whimpering, no crying. In fact, Mark, he would smile. 
This pissed off all the staff and especially pissed off George Mann. There was a room in the facility called the painting room. Would you like to know what that is? I think I have to. This room would be where most of the beatings would occur and all attentions would be set on Carl, the boy they couldn't break. This room was called the painting room because while in the room, the boys would be quote unquote painted with scars and bruises all over their bodies. Oh my God. It's been said that a contraption was even made to do the whippings. This contraption was made after guards would be physically exhausted after whipping Carl. Still getting no reaction out of the boy. So the guards would, or whatever, staff, whatever you want to call them. Scumbags. Scumbags would whip Carl. They would continuously whip him because unlike any other boy, he was pretty much like, F you. You're not breaking me. Thank you, sir. May I have another? That's like that military thing. You're not going to see me cry. You're not going to see me whimper. I am going to take everything that you give me. And they made them so mad. They kept beating and beating and beating to the point where they tired their own bodies out. That is wow. So they had to make a machine. Unbelievable. I, I can't. Never had this institution ever seen any boy like Carl come through and just take it. No amount of embarrassment caused any reaction either. If Carl was told to take his clothes off and dance naked in front of everyone, he'd just do it. I'd do it too. Well, you would just do it anyways, right? Yeah, I'm kind of weird. Yeah. You would just porky pig right around. Yep. (laughs) Check it out. Carl later wrote about his time at the training school saying, I was reformed all right. I had been taught by Christians how to be a hypocrite. And I had learned more about stealing, lying, hating, burning, and killing. I had learned that a boy's penis could be used for something besides to urinate with and that a rectum could be used for other purposes. Oh, that is profound. Really is. And as we continue on, Carl has a lot of writings. Oh, boy. And I, Carlisms? Yeah, and I did, I do talk about some of them. Other ones, I'm like, you know what? I'm not giving him the the airtime because you'll see later on why. Uh, Yes, because I still don't know. It seemed this training school only helped to form who Carl was to become. He was taught how to be a sexual predator at a very young age, his formative years. He was also taught to strike first and never show any mercy or fear. He was becoming a monster at a very young age. Carl got revenge against the quote-unquote painting room and burned it down without being caught on July 7th, 1905. It brought him great joy to know that he was the one that did it and got away with it. Kind of a nephew to the facility. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we see this so often in so many stories. The bad and abused kid gets sent somewhere or to someone where more abuses take place. Oh, absolutely. It's like, how does that, it's almost like the law of attraction, but it's almost like your parents think you're a psycho. We'll make you one. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's just, oh my God. Because you'd remember you, you hit the nail on the head before because this right here is a place that you're going to get people who want to do bad things to kids to go become instructors and teachers because it's like, oh, my own little breeding ground. Yep. It's pathetic. Yep. Because of a laundry list of infractions, stealing, fighting, and threatening to shoot to shoot a teacher, <laughs> can't do that, Carl was expelled from the school after only being there two years. So the, the school finally like put their hands in the air. They're like, can't reform this kid, can't break him, we've done everything we can, we've sexually abused him, we've tried to mentally abuse him, we've physically abused him, we've had other kids physically abuse him, we've embarrassed him, nothing we possibly can do to break him. So You know what might have worked? Like- Figuring out what his mental illness was and helping him? No, I don't think so, Mark. That would be logical. Okay. 
I just thought it was an yeah. idea. I mean, I think it's a really good idea. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He was now 14 and sent home to his mother at the family farm. Carl found himself to now be an outsider, not able to understand or be understood by family or neighbors. So he's he's so broken now or so different now that any connection he had, any little connection he had with they any, beat it out of him. They beat it out of him. So feeling alone and still probably trying to process what happened to him, the teenager began to drink lots of alcohol to function. This, of course, just led him back into his old ways of stealing and burglary. This is like, oh, look, that thing's on fire, and then pour gasoline on it. Yep. He was shortly kicked out of his house for stealing money from his mother. Carl knew he didn't belong in Minnesota. There, were clearly no, there was clearly no one there that cared about him anyways. So he decided to hop a train to get out of town. So imagine knowing you're a teenage boy, okay? Nowhere wants you. Nobody wants you. The facility that you went to because you were awful, didn't even want you. Yep. How horrific of a feeling must that be for a child? It's got to be horrible. 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 On the trains, he met some transients while on his way to the West Coast that kind of took him under their wing, you know, show him the ropes traveling this way. All this group of men did was repeatedly rape him viciously over and over. Then they threw him off the train. Wow. So he's continuing on just taking it. All these events are just feeding the anger and hate that Carl had. He has said that after the raping by these men, he, quote unquote, hated the human race and that he was a sadder, sicker, but wiser boy. Wow. Hmm. He went on hopping train cars, robbing innocent people he came across. He also developed quite the joy for burning down buildings, you know, just for the fun of it. Right. Carl's next stop was a short stint in the Montana State Reform School. Still only 14 and experienced so much trauma, the teenager escaped from the school and went back into crime, stealing wherever and whenever he could. So, I mean, he was, you'll see as we move forward that he becomes very good at escaping things. Hmm. So this started at a young age as well. At the age of 15, Carl was tired of all the runaround and stealing. And one night he got drunk at a Montana bar and lied about his age so he could enlist in the army. Hmm. So I guess they, I mean, you have no form of identification. I don't know. The army was no place for a 15 year old boy and Carl just couldn't behave himself. He was found guilty of larceny and was discharged dishonorably. He was also sentenced to serve two years at Leavenworth's disciplinary barracks. Remember, no one knows his real age, and this is pretty much a men's military jail. So he is in a big boy jail. He's in for a world of hurt. While there, he took many more beatings, but of course took them like a champ. He would also be made to do hard labor. By the time he was released, Mark, from this particular jail in 1910, he was unrecognizable. He was now 
a monster of a man now weighing 200 pounds. He stood six feet tall and had massive muscles. To top it off, he had turned into an extremely handsome man. So these are all not good things. No, not okay? a good mixture. It's not because now like he's very handsome. He's easily approachable. He's very, very, very strong. Yeah, not good. He had just been fueled for criminal and predator success. Yeah, right. He had this to say about his time in the facility. I'm going to try to get my inner Carl. All right, channel. Even though I really don't want to channel him, but I'm I'm just going to. Do it. I was a rotten egg before I went there, but when I left there, all the good that may have been in me had been kicked and beaten out of me. I think I had a deeper voice. Try it again. No, I'm just joking. Go ahead. All right, because I just read that without messing up, so I really don't want to have to read it again. <laughs> now free, Carl goes right back to his old ways of stealing as he travels through the country. He would go from stealing something as small as a bicycle to stealing a yacht. I think it was just fun for him then. Yeah. He loved doing all the bad things. He continued riding the rails, raping as many transients as he could. He said this later. Whenever I met one that wasn't too rusty looking, I would make him raise his hands and drop his pants. I wasn't very particular either. I rode them old and young, tall and short, white and black. It made no difference to me, except that they were human beings. What a nice non-racist guy. Yeah, super he, non-racist. Like, just, yeah. yeah, he just like- is an equal opportunity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The only thing he didn't like was if you were not a dude. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, you'll find that out. He did not consider himself gay, though. Nope, nope. Nope, he just liked raping and tormenting, sodomizing men. Yep. One time, Carl thought it would be a good idea to rob a railroad cop with a gun. He had stolen and then rape him. He then forced two other men to rape him while he watched, you know, just for the fun of it. Wowee. Yeah. He wasn't very good at not getting caught. He used his own name along with a few aliases. <laughs> some of these aliases were, Car- some of these sound like poor names, Carl Baldwin, Jack Allen, Jefferson Baldwin, Jeff Davis, Jefferson Davis, Jeff Rhodes, and John King. That's great. Yep. Many of the innocent people he stole from became victims of assault and rape. Carl wasn't very good at committing these crimes undetected and was caught and sentenced on many occasions across the country. He was incarcerated in Fresno, California, but was able to escape after only 30 days. He got arrested in Rusk, Texas. The Dales, D-A-L-L-E-S, in Oregon, he did time in a local jail for highway robbery, assault, and sodomy. He escaped only after three months. Well, he's pretty good at escaping, I guess. Right? He's just not good at not getting caught. And he doesn't really care if he gets caught because he's like, I'll just escape. He was arrested in Harrison, Idaho, but escaped from the county jail. Arrested again in Butte, Montana. And spent time in the Montana State Prison in April, but escaping later that November. On June 1st, 1915, Carl robbed a house in Astoria, Oregon. This dumbass then decided to try and sell some of the items from the robbery and was arrested. What a dip. He's not a very smart criminal. He was sentenced to seven years at the Oregon State Penitentiary. 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 In Penitentiary. Salem. Yes. Thank you, Mark. In Salem. He arrived at the prison on June 24th and became inmate 7390. 
Harry Minto was the warden at the time and believed in treating the inmates harshly, probably thinking if they were treated badly in prison that they might not want to come back. Just that, like that worked really good in his childhood. Yeah. So, so same thing. Oh, just wait. How good just this works. Keep going. Him. Yep. Harry Minto believed in isolation, disciplinary measures, and of course, very rough beatings. You know, I gotta all the stop things. you, Charity. Why? Because I, if, if it would not be me if I didn't comment on Harry Mento. <laughs> I keep thinking of like Mentos. It's like, oh, that's a Harry Mentos. <laughs> Minto, Minto. Yeah, but it sounds better with Mento, so oh, let's okay. just roll with it. Like, I, I, it wouldn't be me if I didn't comment on that. <laughs> that's awesome. Carl later said. He would never do those seven years. And I defined the warden and all of his officers to make me. So he basically was like, dude, I'm not staying in here for seven years. Like, I'm, I'm going to escape tomorrow. I'm busting out of this bitch. Just like the beatings in the painting room all those years before, Carl took his beatings without incident. Harry Minto couldn't believe. Uh, he's laughing, guys. Guys, he's laughing. I am. I'm a child. He can't control himself. Harry Minto couldn't believe no one could break him. The fresh maker. <laughs> Even 61 days in solitary confinement. Carl caused havoc in that prison. Anything he could do to make the lives of the warden and officers miserable. Like they were miserable while he was there. He legit was like, oh, okay. I'm going to just really, really make it so you don't want to come to work today. This is awesome. Right? He even helped fellow inmate Otto Hooker. Otto Hooker. That's a, like an interesting name. Otto. That is. I like the name Otto. I wonder yeah, what, he should be a tow truck driver. What's your name? I'm Otto Hooker. I'm Otto Hooker. <laughs> oh, I get. Yeah. Oh my God, see? Mark. You're so smart. Okay. Listen to me, kid. Well, anyways, he helped Otto escape from the prison. While fleeing the prison, Otto killed Minto. Some say that Carl asked him to do so because he had such disdain for the man. Can you believe that? That is. He was like, dude, wow. I will help you escape if you kill this warden because I can't stand him. They throw Pepsi on him. I don't. <laughs> Guys, I still have my coughing. He's making me laugh. <laughs> Whatever, Mark. Because <laughs> when you throw Pepsi on a mento, it says. Yeah. Gets all busy. Yeah. Doing the math. I can't. Otto's escape was successful. September 18th, 1917, Carl made a successful escape himself. But after being involved in two shootouts, he was captured and returned to the prison. All right. So, dude, you just you, you escaped. Why are you going to get involved in the shootout? Just That's like, all he knows. Just kind of go underneath the radar for a bit. I don't think he can. Like he said, he was determined not to spend those seven years in prison. So... He escaped yet once again on May 12th, 1918. He actually sawed through the prison bars. Um, I'm not sure how he did that without anyone realizing. I would think it would have been a noisy and consuming task. Right? I mean, how did he get something to saw through the bars with? Oh, remember like back in the eighties when they used to do those like jail tropes and they'd get the, uh, the, so somebody baked you a cake or it's oh, and it was stuck a in the, saw yes. blade and it's like, Maybe come that's on. What? Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, I'm sure. I wonder how, though, right? Yeah, it makes you wonder. Did he get a kniffy from the mess hall? A kniffy, I like that. <laughs> I don't know, but anyways. To avoid being captured this time around, he jumped a train headed east, shaved off his mustache, and changed his name to John O'Leary. Yeah, because John is the most original fake name. Yep. Yeah. 
He told himself he would never again return to the Northeast. And now guess what, Mark? Are you going to make me wait till next week? We are going to end this episode with Carl free from the clink and on the lamb. There is much more information to come. Plus, I just wanted to say the word clink and the phrase on the lamb. I'm glad you got those out. Thank you. All right, guys. You heard the lady. We'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya. Big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.